Welcome everybody to a special edition of Backstage at the Naked Comedy Showcase podcast. This is Matt Kona, your host. We are one week later than we normally run on this podcast. There's a lot going on in the world. Comedy might not have been the most appropriate thing. So we took a step back, but we're happy to have you. Thanks for listening. We're doing something a little bit different this month. This is on stage at the Naked Comedy Showcase. Some of our favorite guests have donated live recordings of their sets over the past few months. So I'm here to sort of MC those clips. We got 12 comics in total, and we can't start the show in any other way than by bringing up the founder, the brains behind the operation, the host of the improv comedy. Excuse me. Improv Boston Naked Comedy Showcase the first Thursday of every month. Keep checking improvboston.com. Find out when we'll be back. Give it up for the man, the myth, the legend, Andy O'Feish. Welcome, welcome to the Naked Comedy Showcase. Now, I just heard somebody say yay. Is that like your surprise? Is this, uh, was this expected? That was a pleasant surprise. Did everyone not know? Did anyone not know? Did everyone know? You, it was so pleasant, though. It was good, but you didn't know. I didn't. No. How, how did you hear about it? That you didn't. Oh, so you, you. Okay, so wait, wait. What's your name? What's your name? No. No, that's right. No. And your name? Denise. Denise. No, and Denise. Sure. Now, no, you told Denise about the show. Denise, like, I did damn not. it! Oh, like, damn it! Damn it? Without the end. Denise. Denise. Yes. I no. told her naked met like you talk about like personal shit. That's is, 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 did you really lie? Kind of did depressing. you really lie? No, did you lie? I don't tell people to lie. I just tell people, look, tell people about the, bring your friends, but don't tell them like about the show. You, you don't have to lie. You can just say it's naked comedy and people will assume that this isn't actually what that is. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Thank you very much for, for the pleasant uh, uh, reaction, I guess. Uh, but, you know, if, it, if it's at all uncomfortable for Denise or anyone else here, you can just put up a finger fence. Or if you want to be more discreet, you can just, like, blur your eyes and, and pretend I'm wearing beige. No, you're good. I'm good? Okay. Absolutely fine. Okay. Thank you. Because, <laughs> you know, people ask why. They ask why, oh why. And they ask, why don't you stop? <laughs> Others have said, why don't you come with me? You're under arrest. <laughs> well, I tell people we do the Navy Comedy Showcase because of today's TV and movies and marketing. Whenever you see bodies, they're all perfect, sexy bodies. And then they're going to get you to buy something. Oh, when you see me naked on stage, it doesn't make you want to buy anything. <laughs> I mean, unless you know me and you want to buy me pants. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I'm not saying I have a terrible body. I'm just saying you can get like this for free. <laughs> you don't need a special shaker or a gym membership. Just go ahead and eat what you like. And somewhere around 50. This will settle in. <laughs> but the important thing is just to love your body. And I've learned to love my body. 
the way a mother loves an ugly child. <laughs> well, you got it. I mean, I have a different criteria than most people. I don't, I don't, I don't love my body for how sexy I look. I, I, I love it because I taste delicious. Okay. Yeah, I know. Women I've been with say I taste a lot like Antonio Banderas. <laughs> Which is weird because seeing me naked, people often think I taste like orange soda. <laughs> and uh, friends of mine have said, look, Andy, if you don't mention the size of your penis, the audience will think you don't know. <laughs> I'm aware I have a huge cop. <laughs> no, it's true. I'm holding it in right now. This is like a cobra cage. <laughs> no, you gotta hold it in. The floor here is dirty. That's a lie. I know, because when I play sports, I wear a sippy cup. <laughs> we had TV news come and do a thing about the show. They came in, and they pixelated. Uh, only problem, they, they just used one pixel. <laughs> Everyone thinks I've got a square deck. <laughs> You guys are good to laugh, also, by the way. I appreciate it. That's how I know it's a hot audience. Because when, when, when most audiences, most of the time, you know, when they actually see the material I'm working with, they, they, they'll often, they'll often they'll have a different reaction than laughing. It'll, it'll be more like a... It's small. No, he's joking, but he must be sad. Technically, 
if I were to wear uh, uh, tassels and a G-string, I could blow everyone. <laughs> that's, that's implied. But since I'm naked, sorry, no <laughs> that's, that's the thing about that. But also, there's other things we can't do. We're not allowed to put fingers in our mouth. Can't do that. Can't. Yeah. One finger and two seductive. <laughs> unless, unless you do sideways. Because no matter how how sexy you try to make that, that that's not seductive at all. That that doesn't work. Also, we're not allowed to do this routine. Hold on a second. We're gonna go. Hold, hold on. All the way. All the way to there. Okay. If anyone's taking my advice about blurring their eyes, this might be a good time. Here we go. guy runs marathons he's a film buff you can find him on twitter at just for quiggles put your hands together do whatever you're already doing for kevin quigley thank you guys i should have stretched first i'm just love to be here making jokes for you people because it's hard it's hard 
to make jokes when you're on stage. It's very easy to make jokes in an office. I don't know if you guys work in an office. It's like a layup line. Like everyone's very tense because you got like objective key reachables. You got HR breathing down your throat. You're sitting in a conference room with John and Andy. John is banging Andy's wife. Everyone knows it, but you gotta talk about the day's plan. It's very hard. I get layup lines all the time. Like this one guy shows up late, walks in the door, I say, Henderson, run a little late today. What were you, golfing? Kills. Guys, let me tell you, kills. But there's one guy, Nate, and despite the low standard, he does not get this shit at all. He, he swipes my comedy ball right out of the air. He says, kind of rainy today, not a good day to golf. <laughs> thankfully, 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 Henderson, he's a bit of a pro. He catches that rebound, shoots, he scores. Bad day at golf and beats a good day at work. Boom. <laughs> we high five, we hang out a little bit in the great room. <laughs> We go back to work. That's not the only ruse I got, though. I got some tricks up my sleeve. We got flannel Friday, every Friday in the winter. Now, I personally, I don't wear flannel. Don't ask why. Anyways, they ask why. They say, Kevin, why are you wearing a flannel? You know what I say? I say it's in the shop. Murders. Murders up and down. <laughs> Nate comes out of the corner and asks me where the flannel shop is. I say, Nate, stick to quarterly reports. Comedy's not your thing, chief. <laughs> One day I really pulled one over on. I went down to Primark, got me a flannel, seven dollars. I know you were wondering. I put it on. I walk to the office and say, Kevin, you got a flannel today? I said, it's a lease. Then <laughs> Nick came out of the corner and said, it's a fleece. And I was like, Nick, you know what? I'll give you this one. <laughs> no, it's great to be here. It's great to be here. Cambridge Bay. I live over in Somerville. I'm not as dignified. I live on the, the Orange Line. Anyone familiar? Orange oh, Line. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people don't like it. A lot of people got issues. This guy must be from fucking Medford, Lakeford. Melrose? You're Melrose, kid? Yes. Oh, really? Melrose? What street? I grew up on Orange Street. Okay. A lot of people don't like the Orange Line. A lot of people like to talk shit about the Orange Line. But make no mistake, it is still, statistically speaking, the number one place you cough and cut your toenails. So we got that going <laughs> We got problems though, like every other public institution, there's issues. I don't know if you guys have seen the news, but neo-Nazis, top white supremacists, have been spotted on the orange line. Yeah. And I think the other day I met one. Why are you wagging your finger? Are you one of them? Yeah. The other day, I think I met one. I was getting on the train at Haymarket, even though I have plenty of hay at home. I know it's weird. But then this guy sits down next to me. Guy sits down next to me, the first two words out of his mouth, the Jews! I know. I didn't even need to hear the end of that sentence. Because I've never heard anybody say, The Jews have opened a bakery in Corner's Corner. They have a croissant to die for. The flaking is not dry. It is savory. It is not soggy. So I recommend you, in the strongest possible terms, that you try Simon's Bakery. That is again in Corner's Corner. It will not your socks That's not what he said, no. When he did flip the script on me, he, he completely surprised me. He ended up complimenting the Jews, actually. He said, the Jews control the weather! I was like, really? Good for them. I guess they are God's chosen people. <laughs> It's confusing. I said, look, man, it seems like God was trying to delegate weather duty. Could have chosen anyone. Could have chosen you. And he knew you'd fuck it up, so he chose the Jews. They've been doing a pretty good job so far. He said, they are an inferior race. I said, they have dominion over the atmosphere. You're screaming on public transportation. <laughs> Maybe if you talk less shit, tornado alley would go through the Bible. Bible. 
sky was like a walking hurricane Charlie. I couldn't believe it. I don't understand why that's an anti-Semitic conspiracy theory. You know, if the Jews control the weather, then wouldn't everyone invite Jews to their outdoor events? You know, back in football tailgates, sporting events, all that, Fourth of July barbecues, your Easter egg hunt, anytime a storm cloud is approaching, you just, Eli, you want to handle this? <laughs> oh. What about the surfers? Surfers out in Southern California who are depressed because it's been three months and there's been no swell. All of a sudden, a guy comes riding in on a tidal wave with a yarmulke. Right? Kind of heartwarming. They spend the summer getting to know each other. They teach him how to smoke weed out of an apple, he teaches them how to open an IRA. Actually, the plot of a comedy film I've been writing is called Kvetch Some Waves. Uh, It'll be in theaters never, because it's used to media. <laughs> it is hard. It is hard doing this comedy stuff. And I told my friend, I said, I want to move out to Los Angeles. I want to pursue comedy full time. He said, you're just going to end up doing porn out there. <laughs> Although this, if this is any indication, you might have had a point. But I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I'm telling him I want to go for it. I'm telling him I want to follow my dreams. He says something that's so disrespectful to porn stars. Like, you've seen what porn stars can do. Industry has a barrier for entry. There's more to it than just not being able to pay for a pizza. <laughs> and you always hear, you always hear, Karen, she just moved to Hollywood. She can't sing, she can't act. Probably gonna wind up doing porn out there. I'm like, she can't sing, she can't act. Better get rid of the gag reflex or she's gonna wind up doing Uber out there. Don't <laughs> oh, Porn stars are so skilled that they can make anal sex look easy. If you've tried that in the comfort of your own home, I think you know it ends with an empty bottle of lube and two grown adults holding back tears. <laughs> If I'm having anal sex with your partner, is a lot like choosing a foreign language film on movie night. You're like, hey baby, you want to spice things up? Maybe see how they do it in France. But about halfway through, you look at each other, that's enough. Let's go to dinner. <laughs> Thank you guys, you've been great. I'm going to go to therapy. This next performer used to be a regular on the show. She has since packed up and moved to Chicago, Illinois. So, if you live in the Midwest, when things get back to normal, you can check her out out there. She's on Instagram at Valley D, the comic, originally from Russia. Welcome, Valley D. Please welcome to the stage, Valley D! connections to the Russian government and it's like the thing that I have in common with the Russian government we both struggle with boundaries <laughs> so like Plut not Plutin <laughs> I mean Plutin <laughs> he'll like invade Crimea I will call your mother to see if she's heard from you. <laughs> Pluton will <laughs> threaten Poland. I will threaten your mother to see if she's heard from you. <laughs> and, you know, Pluton will hire a private investigator, spy on you. I will 
leave plutonium in your butt. So <laughs> we both struggle. Okay, you guys didn't like that. Maybe because, maybe because I kept saying gluten. You, you got over it pretty quick. I, uh, <laughs> I want to be the type of person that reads The Economist. <laughs> I do. I want it so bad. And I feel like we have a lot in common, me and that person. We both know what the cover looks like. <laughs> we both pay the $95 subscription fee. Um, the only difference, I guess, is that I know how to make a woman come. <laughs> You can all see me. 
Um, dating men and women both at school, um, my one thing is you have to be hot. <laughs> There's gotta be a term for that, right? Like, my friend cleared it up. Like, Valley, the word you're looking for is shallow. <laughs> also, you just said that you only date millionaires, so you're also a gold digger. <laughs> um, I, I love uh, the, the polyamory, you guys know what polyamory is, dating multiple people at once. I think it's great there's a term for that now, because it used to just be called cheating. It's a community with values, we respect them, and it's great, like, they actually have a ton of emotional awareness and communication skills. They can juggle multiple relationships. I can't do that. For me, it's like, I can juggle two things, my boyfriend, and the lie that I have a boyfriend. <laughs> um, um, one time an audience member was like, and your boyfriend's balls! <laughs> I was like, if I could juggle my boyfriend's balls, I would have a boyfriend. <laughs> um, I just have one more joke and then I'll get out of here. I, um, Dating men and women is cool because I can compare the experiences, and it's similar. I ask myself a lot of the same questions. Like, where, where will we go? But with a man, well, I can With a woman, it's more like, who will pay for our drinks? Because I won't. A lesbian friend of mine got mad. She didn't like that. She was like, if two women go for drinks with enough social understanding and flirting, you can get a man to pay. <laughs> for both of you. And uh, when she said that, I was like, if I could if I could get a man to pay, I would have a boyfriend. <laughs> you guys have been so fun So this next guy, I I brought him on stage the first time he ever did comedy. He's out of the North Shore, Amesbury, Massachusetts. Just started a record label called, called Dead and Mellow. Put out a couple of his own albums as well as stuff from Rob Crean and Zenobiel Del Mar. Last week, donated all the proceeds to Black Lives Matter, which is very cool. So make sure you give his label's Instagram a follow. Check out some great local comics. It's at Dead and Mellow. This is Alan Richardson. Frankenstein of the Dude Show. <laughs> oh man, uh, this is great because I get to get my favorite icebreaker out of the way that there's a lady fucking an alligator on my leg. <laughs> I don't know if you can see it over the stool, but there's just a very large tattoo of a lady fucking an alligator on my leg. 
I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, I need to know nothing more about this. Can you see this? Can you see this? It says boogie, 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 boogie. Thank you. Yeah, they're having a great time. Uh, and you're thinking like, well, surely... Yes. Surely you think like that's that's all I need to know about this gentleman. What more could I possibly learn? Surely he has no weirder tattoos, but I have a tattoo of a butt. It's got a tattoo of a butt on it, and it's on my butt. This is the best way. Yeah, there's a it's a yeah. There's three of them. Let me count this one. It's very fun because this is like. That's the most you need to know about me. <laughs> Every decision I've made, you already know. You know it's so hard, you forgot the other leg has just a smiley face on it. As if I got that after I learned how to read. <laughs> All I'm missing is a foot tattoo of the state I was born in. That's why I keep all my cool ones on my arms so people can see it, but this is good. I went to a family reunion this summer, and it's the first time my family got to see this one. And uh, my 60-year-old Canadian aunt lifted up my swimsuit, and she was like, what does this mean? It just means boogie, 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 boogie. Yeah. <laughs> doing the naked show because it's like it's, it's weird because a lot of people they feel weird about like I don't want people to see my penis and I know it's gone into hiding in the two minutes I've been here <laughs> if you saw me with clothes on you still would not be like I might fuck that guy this is good this is just I, I do like I keep some hair going because I feel like that's all I have going for my body you know what I mean is that it's like if I were to shave it completely if people were to see me naked, they'd be like, ooh, put that child in a microwave. <laughs> the poor boy is bursting at the seams. But he must have been wearing some sort of lead underwear because the groin region is completely unaffected by the microwaves. And it just, like, if I turn around, I just, my back, I just, I, someone just gas? <laughs> Someone, someone did gas, and it's okay because I'm recording it, so when I feel down, I'll remember Frankenstein played. split like Gumby, you know? There's no, there's no definition happening. It's just like, oh, if someone had some extra play, they said, you know what, why have a column? I'll split it down the middle. They got tired. They're like, I guess it's Gumby now. That person was God. It was March 14th, 1990s, and I, this bun was done, and he had to throw me in there. Quick, aging quickly in the microwave. My 
dad has seen one stand-up set in the five years I've been doing this, and I said, what did you think? He said, I wish you didn't just make fun of yourself up there the whole time. I just wish he was here. <laughs> so you could finally see my ass tattoos. <laughs> Oh man, all right, I'll do one joke before I leave. It's real quick. Um, you know what I won't? I will just point out juxtaposed to the stupid tattoos. The dumbest one is definitely an ace of spades. That's the worst. <laughs> Thank God for you, sir. Okay. No, I've been very depressed, and I've been going to the doctors a lot. I've been going to see a therapist, and uh, I told him that I just feel, you know, he said, what's wrong? I feel, I, I feel just so sad all the time. I feel so scared, and I feel so unsure in my place in such a cruel world, and I don't know what my future holds anymore. And he said, oh, well, your cure is simple. Alan Richardson's in town Saturday. Go see him. He'll cheer you right up. And I just started crying, you know? And I said, but doctor, I am Alan Richardson. And he said, oh, I'm sorry, I had your files mixed up. You've got HPV. No cure for that, but good luck Saturday, you know? All right, that's all. Thank you, guys. All right, so this next artist, and I say artist because, well, you'll see why. This next artist does this cool thing on his Instagram three times a week, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time called Stroke and Joke with Jeff, where he paints something that you request and chats with you, chops it up. So this guy, Jeff McKinnon, check him out at the Jeff McKinnon to watch Stroke and Joke, and that's MacKinnon, M-A-C-K-I-N-N-O-N. All the info, all the plugs is in the info for the podcast, by the way. So, please welcome to the virtual Time Machine stage, Jeff McKinnon. Everyone, please welcome very funny Jeff McKinnon. Oh, wow. Wow. Thank you. Oh, thanks, everybody. Hey, how's everybody doing? cis white male privilege to be here. <laughs> this is great. Uh, yeah, we got that kind of body that says, this guy has not learned his lesson about Chipotle. He has. He works out at Planet Fitness, but he still eats that burrito. <laughs> uh, I look at this face in the mirror every single day and I say, today is your day, lesbian Matt Damon. Uh, you guys are brave. I, uh, you know, naked comedy show in the day of coronavirus. This is, uh, I mean, I, we still don't know how it's contracted, but I'm sure seeing a series of flaccid dicks is not helping anyone's chances. This is what you think to do? This is like coronavirus murder-suicide. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna give it to all of you. This is a... Like, the, of course Ground Zero in Boston is this fucking show. Of course it is. <laughs> I, uh, I'm kinda, you guys remember when uh, coronavirus was just uh, something you wish 
you didn't get from the parking lot of a Jimmy Buffett concert? You remember that? <laughs> from like a guy named Phil? He's a parent head who like, you know, chugs pina coladas out of dick-shaped tubes and <laughs> accidentally roofies himself every time. That's what it used to be. <laughs> It was your father. I don't know. We have the pictures to prove it. Anyways, uh, I'm a uh, bisexual man, so sorry, nobody. You're all eligible. How about that? <laughs> I like to keep this here so you just mistake it for a giant cock. Uh, yeah, right? Like, whoa! Okay. Uh, uh, I, uh, I, some people ask, you know, they're like, uh, so you're bisexual, so what does that mean? Would you just, like, fuck anybody? It's like, no. You know, they're still ugly people. <laughs> yeah, I have tastes, you know? Like, I like women that remind me of girls that rejected me in high school. And guys who look almost exactly like me. <laughs> Did I say bisexual? I meant extreme narcissist. <laughs> Uh, but it is, uh, it's, I don't know, I, I, I don't uh, uh, like the term bisexual. It sounds like a billing cycle. I can never remember how it works. Like, is it every two or is it twice in a week? What is it? I'm going to cut that part out of the joke. And uh, <laughs> No, but it's funny. Uh, like, uh, gay people, uh, gay men in particular, will just, like, uh, say you're lying and saying you're half gay. Like, I wouldn't even lie and say I'm partly gay. I mean, that, you know, being gay is a pain in the ass. Like, <laughs> Not for me. I'm a tough guy. Come on. I mean... But, uh... Why, I wouldn't lie and say I was, like, half gay. If I was going to lie and say I was half anything, I'd say I was half Native American. <laughs> like, at least I come with, like, scholarships and casino revenue. <laughs> Why would I lie and say I'm half gay? You guys all assumed until I said something that I was a straight white male. And it's like, why would you, you never leave? That is like, that's the greatest identity. It's a fucking dynasty. <laughs> straight white males have been crushing it. And by it, I mean the dreams of everyone else. <laughs> straight, that is, why would I leave a dynasty to go play for some fucked up farm team that only plays with balls half the time? I like to use a sports analogy to make that man cover his face to explain my sexuality. Are you guys on a first date or did you get lost on your way to a, a hipster hunting trip? <laughs> it just seems like something you signed up for at Urban Outfitters. <laughs> Where do we kill the fashion mistake? Where do we kill it? Who found the vintage vinyl? Uh, I think that's actually, uh, you know what? That's my time, everybody. I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Our next comic has since departed Massachusetts for Los Angeles, California. He'd been coming off a, a long run in the Edinburgh Fringe Festival with his highly, 
highly reviewed, highly regarded, highly reviewed, well-reviewed, highly regarded, one-man show, Polytheist. Check him out on Twitter at WhatBrett. That's Brett with two Ts, what with one. Please welcome Brett Johnson. <laughs> More sound effects? My top two sound effects are uh, foghorn. I got a good foghorn. Favorite applause break, so I got my D out. Uh, and potato gun this is the other one. Potato gun. Or it's taking the other like similar. That's a. It's a teacher gun. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Let me, a little more vibrato. Minor applause for that. That's not so much. Uh, hi. Again. <laughs> is he? Yep. Made kid. Made kid. It's like a naked grenade. Uh, hi, Hi. <laughs> great to see you. I'm beating, you know, finally. <laughs> okay. Uh, what up? I am Brett. Hi, I am Jaunty. Okay. <laughs> Hello. He's, uh, you know, I'm straight with chicken away. <laughs> All right. Go rub it out. Uh, <laughs> Oh dear. Um, did not plan to do this joke, but I'll say it. I grew up, you know, I didn't know much show of grower, the whole paradigm. Call, I thought there was something wrong with me. It's fine. I mean, I'm like, in bed, we're good. I could have been a I since learned, but at the time, I'm like, oh, Christian kid, I was raised religious, born again. <laughs> you know, like I smelled something. It's a religious upbringing. Christian, very conservative college, by the way. Like, we held a beauty pageant there called Miss Submissive. <laughs> okay. That's a joke. Obviously, you know, we did not have events for women. But, set up my larger pills. Cha-ching! That was just flushing money down my penis. <laughs> they did nothing. Uh, weird, weird side effect, though. Taking them made me uh, act like more of an asshole. Yeah, so like, I didn't get it very good, I just became one. <laughs> all right. Ladies, everything's still ship-shaped down there, though, all right? You know, meaning it is shaped like a ship. I don't know if you can. That's an old joke. I don't tell a lot of kid, because then you're like, that's not a frigate. <laughs> Welcome back. That wasn't even 90 seconds. I'm impressed. <laughs> he liked it. <laughs> Please repeat the scene. Don't. Sticky, 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 sticky. Uh, I got this face. Yeah. I got one of these. See that? Yeah, it's a little NASCAR loving chin up here. Yeah, uh huh. Clefty! 
People call it a butt chin. Super insulting. And super insulting to butts. All right? Butts and chins, different values. You put them together, you devalue butts. Fucked up. I don't like that. I don't like pizza face. Pizza? Don't compare pizza and acne. I want to eat pizza. You know, and butts. Right, man. When I saw that shit, I am in there. <laughs> Doink, the clown. Um, evangelical show. I am dating. Thanks, guy. Uh, I did have a period recently where I was like just dating younger women. I call it twenty three and me. I just want to make more in a year doing comedy than I spend on Plan B. That's all I want! It's a reasonable, it's a birth control goal or a comedy goal. God. It's not expensive, but it's, you know, it's a weird thing. When, when like, a, he's like, I've had, been having protected sex for a while, okay? And a month ago was the first time I ever had a condom break. First time ever a month ago, and it's happened twice in this month. <laughs> a Gemini season. <laughs> what the fuck? It's weird to have to bring up, but she doesn't know. I knew. That's a week, you know, like, like trying to keep it light, you know, just be like, uh oh, some videos. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't try to like, be complimentary, you know, like, oh, babe, it must have been good because I'm really hoped out. <laughs> you know, that's. Don't do that either. Uh, go to the drugstore. They have Plan B right there, grab it. Right next to it, though, is um, I saw they have like store brand. <laughs> Like generic, you know, it's like Plan C, yes. <laughs> Hi there, lady. <laughs> did you know I was doing it? I did. Great, I did too. Uh, I only went like 75% around. Oh! Ladies, forget for yourself. Uh, your body, your choice. Fellas, if you're gonna, don't get the generic for her. It's not a good look. You know, you save 10 bucks. But it's not a good look. Also, this isn't a thing where, like, close enough still works. Right? You know, this isn't like we're on a Coke and Pepsi, okay. Like, no, Pepsi's not okay. I don't want to be a dad. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, we're going back to back to comics who have done one-person shows and moved to Los Angeles with them. This next guy, Will Martin, he was about to record his show, Total Loss, in Massachusetts when this whole coronavirus outbreak just decimated things. He, he did a warm-up show, and then his weekend of, of shows was canceled, but... Um, it's an amazing show, and I hope that you check it out. I hope that the recorded version will be released soon. For more information, check his Twitter at ChildlessFunDad. But for now, let's welcome Will Martin. Please welcome to the stage, Will Will. 
friend of mine recently oh, told me I look like someone's imaginary dad. I meant to give you one. Out of an orphan's daydream. <laughs> It's a chilling joke to do in the nude. I'm worried about that little laugh. I'm worried about that little laugh. Yes. I'm 26 years old. Can I give you 20? Yes. Because I have the face of a man just one divorce away from a model train addiction. Think about my 26 years uh, old, last week I was at Market Basket, the Lord's Grocer. I was checking out, I was chatting with the cashier, she struck up a conversation. She was like, I can't hear this band's playing on the radio. And I said, no, but I'll have to check them out. And then she said, oh, maybe you have, like, a daughter that listens to that. I'm a ticket for it. If I can buy a ticket for it, I'll start booking How old does she think I am that I have a child with musical taste? Do you want to talk? like 40 years old? Not loud enough to be no. Okay. Someone said hot 40. Thank you. Someone yelled a hot 40. That's nice of you. I've never wanted to feel younger and ended up feeling older than last week when I threw my back out playing Guitar Hero 2. <laughs> Remember this game, this plastic guitar-shaped controller, and you play along with rock songs? I went to power up in the game, and I, I threw my back out, fell on the ground, and when you miss notes in that game, the crowd boos me. <laughs> I'm never more aware of my own mortality and perfect virtual people are yelling, You suck! <laughs> and I made this new age of sound I'd never made before in my life. I went, Ooh! <laughs> Which reminded me of when my dad would rent a movie he didn't know had a sex scene in it. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> so fun to be here. I do that, I do a bow in that joke every time, and it's always shocking at this show. It's always like, wow, yep. I do improv on this stage for children. Unsettling to be backstage and be like, okay, now the underwear come off, and let's go do a crime. I do stand-up full-time, which is very fun. I do comedy full-time. Um, but I, I think that Capital One and I have different ideas of what constitutes a low balance. <laughs> Capital One texts me when I have only $70 in my checking like it's bad news. <laughs> like $70, I'm buying main brand eggs. <laughs> that's great news, 70 bucks, that's enough Taco Bell to put me to forever sleep. <laughs> Christian, you can probably smell that on me. Does that seem like a greeter at church? Like, hi, thanks for coming. <laughs> Hope you're not different. <laughs> Family's very religious, so it's not a cultural thing with them. 
grew out for my dad's birthday, for Chuchi's, not to brag. <laughs> my little sister, right, she's 15 years old. She says, I know we're here to celebrate dad. I also want to take a moment to consider our heavenly father. And that was so Christian, it made my parents uncomfortable. <laughs> And they're missionaries, okay? <laughs> I haven't even told them I stopped going to church because I don't think they've converted anyone. I just can't tell them their lifetime score is negative one. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up Christian. Uh, I dated two women named Faith. <laughs> Not a joke, just a harrowing Christian detail of my life. Uh, I didn't know my type is nouns from the Bible. <laughs> I'm not proud of that. She made my new girlfriend, though. She's great. The blood of Christ. <laughs> She's lovely. I co uh, the College X was Faith, Faith 2, Book of Secrets. <laughs> and there was a hard, there was a weird breakup. That was a tough breakup. Like, uh, we were planning on getting married, and then she dumped me on Valentine's Day. And we wanted to try and stay friends after that, but you know how it goes. Like one night she texted, do you have an iPhone 4 charger? And then a minute later, never mind. I like to play it cool, so I texted back, I still love you. <laughs> I try to go out after that, after that, and, and go out to a bar and, and Rebound. We could tell I'm not good at this, right? Kiss a lady at a bar, you know, folks. I hear folks do this. I don't. I can't do it. Just go. I don't have this like energy. I don't have this bro energy. Like, hey, my name's Mark. Wanna fuck? I just <laughs> too aggro. I would just also go by myself, which I don't mind, but it never really works because there's no group of young people out at night thinking to themselves, you know what tonight means? One strange man. <laughs> I like being alone. I like taking walks late at night, but I think I want to get a dog so I seem less threatening to women. Does that make sense? Gentlemen, yeah, okay, you're loud female, yes, great. So we're asking the guys, I want you to think about this because I'm trying to be better, I'm trying to be more aware of things, so I, I, I now I've learned that I can just take a walk alone at night, I don't have to be concerned as some people do. So I always want to, but then with that information, I just want to like flag as a non-threat. Like I want to somehow tell, I just want to, I, so I, I hunch. <laughs> to match height. Is that helpful? I'm sensing no. I, <laughs> I want to seem small and demure, like a little mouse, but I just look like a wizard trying to steal your eyes. I shouldn't be rattling chains. That's on me. That's on me. What should I do? Do we have ideas, folks? Yell them out. Chihuahua's nice. Dog was sort of my idea, but I love that. <laughs> Chihuahua. Anything that's not a dog. A cat. A cat. <laughs> you ever see someone walking a cat on a leash? That's that's unsettling. That's that feels incorrect. I don't feel less in danger. I'm afraid if I see someone with a cat. What else? 
What? A Sherlock Holmes pipe. That's incredible. Don't worry, I'm solving crimes. Bubbles, just bubbles. That's fun. That's a very silly one. That's a fun one. What was over here? Okay, fun. <laughs> I don't have kids. Is this good? <laughs> what else? Anything? Don't talk to women at night. Super good idea. I should be like, hey, this is my 14-year-old daughter. And my cat. <laughs> I was at a show recently and someone suggested Heelys. <laughs> Heelys! When Razor scooters just weren't enough. For sure more scary. To be able to glide? Are you kidding? Unreal. I'm dating. I'm not very good at it. I don't know all the phrases. I don't know, like, uh... On a date recently, went well. We had sex, or as my dad would call it, <clears throat> and <laughs> after we had sex, not me and my dad, you get it. <laughs> after she was like, "Are you good?" And I wanted to answer in the affirmative, "Yes, I'm good," but I didn't. I wanted to like phrase it back. I wanted to like say, <laughs> "I'm not proud of this," but she said, "You good?" And I said, "Big time." <laughs> Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I didn't know I dirty talked like a weird carny. <laughs> you wanna go back to my place, see what's underneath? Just two nickels! Two nickels! Ten easy cents to see the penis that one woman described so average it looks like a medical drawing. That's right, ladies, I am manageable. <laughs> I think the female orgasm is like flying because I never know quite exactly when the plane is going to take off. <laughs> I've flown a good amount. I don't own a plane. Does this make sense? <laughs> Some dudes in here don't want to laugh at this joke. <laughs> Personally, sometimes I'm on a plane, we're taxiing, and the engine is making a lot of noise. <laughs> like, here we go, we're about to fly. Oh, let me stop, turn. Not yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just getting resituated, that's all. And then finally, oh, the runway's clear, the flaps open. I'm sorry about that one. Folks, I'm Lou Martin, and y'all got that number. Have a good night, ladies and gentlemen. All right, here's someone who has been heavily featured in the last couple best ofs. This is a force of nature, both backstage and on stage. He is one third of the three headed monster of the In the Gutter podcast, which you can check out at inthegutterpodcast.com, on Instagram at In the Gutter Podcast. And his Instagram is at official big D comedy. This is a big D, Demetrius Hullum. 
Y'all motherfuckers is crazy, man. This shit is too much. What was y'all expecting? I'm black. I ain't African and shit. Goddamn. So, um, I'm fat, nigga. Like, y'all know this. But I'm tired of you chicks just coming after me for my body and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm tired of that shit. So, um, my, my, uh, I had this chick I was dealing with, right? And, um, but she wanted a coochie to look cute. She was hanging around white girls too much. She wanted a coochie to look cute. So she went out to go get a wax. She's black, y'all. She came back with a landing strip. That's that Mr. T pussy I just don't want. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm looking at this pussy, it's like, God damn son, I told you to come over here and put your ass on my ass. Hold the fuck up now, I don't want no troubles. Going to the bathroom and shave that shit off. She did. She came back, now her pussy look like Shaq. I've been doing something that white people, but y'all been doing this shit for a long time, but black people just started doing this shit. I'm actually going to see a therapist now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm doing all this shit. Yeah. So I go see a therapist, and she was like, Big D, you're traumatized. Like, you have PTSD. But I want you to do something this weekend. I want you to go outside and do some white people shit. <laughs> what? I'm gonna tell you what kind of white people shit to do. So I had to figure that shit out on my own. So the first thing I did is I went down to the park and I walked on the grass with no shoes on. Just that was my white thing to do. The second white thing I chose to do was to go skinny dipping. But I realized something when I went to go skinny dipping with the white people. You got to be skinny to dip. It don't work if you a fat black motherfucker. It's just not gonna work. The third thing I finally chose to do was to go to Starbucks and actually purchase something. That's, that's what I'm gonna do. Now, now, black people get away with saying shit that white people can't. Because when white people say this shit, this shit sounds crazy. Like, I can go down the street and be like, got down, little bitch. We grab on that little pussy. But if you hear a white guy say that shit, that shit sounds crazy. Come here, you little bitch. Let me grab on that pussy. He's not a creep, he's just the president of the United States. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what he is and shit. That's Trump. Slamming bitches by the pussy and shit. I don't know. Okay, so I love you girls with regular legs. I love you girls with regular legs, but y'all niggas be doing too much for me. So I'm only fucking with chicks in wheelchairs from here on out. Uh, let me explain now, you know, whether you a chick with regular legs or you a chick in a wheelchair, it don't fucking matter. Women complain and shit. But this chick stole from me. I couldn't believe this bitch stole from me. She stole weed from me. So I thought it was only fair that I steal a chair. <laughs> nah, so I stole her chair and shit, and um, you know, guess who came crawling back? Guess who came crawling back? This bitch. I was like, Bertha, get your big ass in this chair that's rolled out. Okay, I got a couple on my on my list. Here. I got Gay Thug. 
cancer titty. Okay. Gay thug. Okay, fuck it, fuck it. So, I'm not homosexual, I'm not homosexual, I'm not homophobic, but my boy just came out to me recently and told me that he was bisexual. Which fucked my head up because we used to rob people together. <laughs> I knew something was up because the last robbery we did, this motherfucker came in the house and was like, Motherfucker! Take all your clothes off! <laughs> what the fuck? Nigga, we came for money, not ass! What the fuck are you doing? He was like, Yo, turn around, son. <laughs> something. I was like, yo, we gotta get the fuck out of here, bro. So I seen him the next day, I was like, yo, we gotta talk, my nigga. Like, what the fuck was that shit you just pulled? He was like, yo, got something I gotta tell you. I just wanna let you know that I'm bisexual. But I ain't with that gay shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't sucking no dick. Ain't nobody fucking my ass. I do the fucking around here. I was like, dude, in the gay community, that makes you a top. That's what you are. Leave <laughs> you with this last joke here. Um, I was with this chick, and I'm on whatever base it is that you start sucking the titty. That's the base that I'm on. <laughs> and I'm sucking on this big ass titty, and I'm like, man, man. And she's like, I gotta tell you something. Big D, you know I survived breast cancer. I was like, what the fuck? That's how she said it to me. She smoked Newports. That's how she said it. favorites definitely back on the podcast and anytime she comes by the naked show <laughs> this is a person who first did the show by doing the audience participation thing where andy asks anybody if they want to go backstage take their clothes off come on and take a joke she came prepared and she has only done comedy once with her clothes on she said she didn't like it so she always comes back she supports the show even when she's not on stage very funny. Check her out. Twitter and Instagram at Julie Miz. That's M-I-Z-Z. Give it up for Julie Mizraji. Actually, it's true. I've only done comedy here. Um, 
So a couple of weeks ago I found out I was performing, so I'm doing a lot of undress rehearsals at home. <laughs> Which basically means I walk around my room and make fun jokes. I'm a really good roommate. <laughs> my roommate's actually here with my friends. Woo! I just really want them to see me naked, so. <laughs> uh, my friend Mary's here, she likes the ladies. I can only afford to get one done, so <laughs> on the left, I think it looks nice. Um, that's actually not true. So I had breast cancer four years ago. Um, growing up, I was pretty flat-chested, so I was always praying for some killer tits. <laughs> I think God took that a little too literally. <laughs> I'm touching it right now. Can't feel that. You know, um, it makes hooking up a little awkward sometimes. So one time I was <laughs> hooking up with this dude, and he was like trying to play with it. I was like, "You do you, man." Like, <laughs> 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 and he like goes like, "This is so turning you on right now, huh?" I was like, uh. <laughs> "Not really. If you go to my right, things might be different." <laughs> uh, he like gave me a weird look, and I was like, "Trust me. We'll talk about it later." <laughs> Um, so I had to get my eggs frozen because I went through chemo and I had my first appointment and I, it was for an ultrasound. And I imagined like a stomach ultrasound like they do on pregnant women. But then the lady was like, okay, drop your pants. I'm like, uh, am I in the right room? <laughs> this was, yeah, this was no stomach ultrasound. This is a wand that they stuck up my vagina. I'm gonna look around up there. And I didn't hate it. <laughs> um, <laughs> after a couple times, me and the ultra ultrasound text got pretty close. <laughs> so I had like 20 eggs extracted, and I was storing them in their freezer there. And this freezer costs like a thousand dollars a year. I'm like, I cannot afford this. Put them in my freezer. <laughs> My roommate might eat them. Sorry, girl. <laughs> uh, so I decided to have them moved to a cheaper facility, and I got insurance on the eggs, so if they were to get damaged on the way, I would get $25,000. I was like, huh, that really is the money. <laughs> so next thing you know, I'm chasing down UPS trucks trying to run them off the road. <laughs> you know, they made it there, great. If my future kids are ever acting up, I'm gonna be like, I could have left you in the freezer. <laughs> but you're here, you're welcome. Uh, so yeah, for the past four years, I've kind of lived a normal life. I was cancer free, and then last month, I actually had a scan that showed my cancer is back. And it's very sad, devastating, but I'm doing great. Please don't feel bad for me. In fact, like you guys are the ones who are screwed. Have you heard of climate change? <laughs> I don't really need to worry about that anymore. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the rest of the jokes. <laughs> yeah, you guys have to laugh. This is my make-a-wish, actually. <laughs> yeah, it was an easy one for them to grant. They are like, go for it. <laughs> In terms of 
dating, I'm taking ghosting to the next level. So I had a date recently, and I told him I have stage four cancer, but how I said it was like, I'm kind of like the definition I'm here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> he took it pretty well, but then I just like stopped texting him back after a bit, so I'm pretty sure he thought I was a goner. <laughs> um, so I am dating, I'm single, gentlemen. Um, yeah. So I, I am on the dating apps, but I think I want to make my own dating app for cancer patients called Fatal Attraction. <laughs> Um, you don't need to put like your birthday or horoscope on the app because we're all cancers. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really not an app for long-term dating. You know, um, it's like the Tinder of the cancer world. We're all like secretly really horny, so <laughs> I think it's gonna be really good. Um, you know how on dating apps, the guys, their bio will be like, Brian, 6'2", South Boston. It's like, great. Learn a lot about you, Brian. <laughs> My app will be like, Brian, stage two, testicular cancer. <laughs> it's like, now I know Brian. <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about my bio, and I think it's gonna be like, Julie, 29, living with C, looking for D. <laughs> I've been excited for this for a while. I remember specifically asking Alan Richardson if he would perform his two-person performance art piece with musician Matt Minigel on guitar. This is just called Sad Man. Now this is something I first saw at the New England Comic Convention. Alan performs with a, a suit on, usually a sandwich in the pocket. So it, it was a little bit interesting to see, or rather hear, how it went naked. But yeah, Matt Minningel is a, is a great musician, so you can check him out on Instagram at Matt Minigel, that's M-A-T-T-M-I-N-I-G-E-L-L, and Alan Richardson at 10gallon.mr.allen. And that's 10, the number 10, and Alan, A-L-A-N. All the info, of course, is in the podcast information part of the site. But give it up for Sad Man. The other day, my wife told me that she wanted to spice up our relationship. I don't have a wife anymore. First weekend we were apart, I spent it at my neighbor's house, and he was mad when he found out. He saw me sleeping in one of the rooms, and he said, he said, you gotta get out of here. He said, you gotta, you gotta get out of here. And I said, God damn it, Ted. God damn it, Ted, just let me stay. Okay, you got two kids, Ted. You got two kids, and one of them's fucking gone, okay? And I still got two living kids that I gotta win back, okay? You got plenty of room in this house. You got plenty of extra food, just let me stay. And your goddamn house, that's what his wife walked in the room, and I punched his 
All right, now comes the weird part of the show, where I introduce myself. I almost forgot to include myself for the show, but hey, I'm normally on. In case you haven't been, I'm usually there. So I went through my archives and I tried to find an appropriate set. It's kind of appropriate. I mean, not 20 minutes because sometimes I would go at the end or be hosting. So this is a shorter one. It's a little around six minutes. This is me getting a little experimental in some ways. It's from December of 2014. Go in the Wayback Machine. I may or may not still tell one or two of these jokes. And there's a couple I'd kind of like to bring back. So please welcome myself. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, at Matt Kona, M-A-T-T-K-O-N-A. Give it up for me, Matt Kona. Like, I can't, I can't follow it. I just want to come out and tell fucked up jokes. Is that okay, you guys? Yeah. You guys want to hear a fucked up joke? Yeah. I don't know, it's pretty fucked up. Here we go. Why did the chicken cross the road to get to the other side? All right, you want to hear another one? How can you tell that a blonde has been using a computer with white out all over the screen? <laughs> Alright, you want to hear a fucked up Michael Jackson joke? <laughs> Here we go. On the anniversary of Michael Jackson's death, Kmart had a sale, little boy's pants, half price. Uh, I've got some tattoos on my body, so uh, I can't be buried in the Jewish cemetery. Also, you're supposed to be Jewish. <laughs> and dead. <laughs> Nobody do that to me. <laughs> also, when I do die, I don't want to be buried at all. I want to be cremated and have my ashes scattered in a Jewish cemetery. <laughs> Nobody excludes me. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, I love uh, this time of year. I just have real fond, awkward memories. The time between Thanksgiving and Christmas. I remember when I was growing up, my dad sat me down to have that birds and the bees discussion. Yeah, so uncomfortable. He says, listen, when a bird meets a bee, well, first the bird starts sucking the bee's dick for a little while. <laughs> really, that's where the joke ends for me. <laughs> My whole purpose was to come out here and paint a picture of a bird sucking a bee's dick for all of you to imagine. And now we're going to go around the room, and you're going to tell me what type of bird you chose. <laughs> And if the bee had a human dick, or if it was like his stinger with a pair of yellow and black balls underneath, I don't know what a bee's dick would look like, but I just think it'd be really funny if it was a flamingo sucking the dick, because then it could be like upside down. Nobody's with me? Birds 
sucking bees dick. Okay. Nobody mentioned Joe Biden. <laughs> you guys seem like cool young people. I identify with you. <laughs> After the show, we'll do a fist bump. You guys know the fist bump, right? It's where you punch cocaine into your face. <laughs> <laughs> for listening to this kind of impromptu compilation of live sets from the Naked Comedy Showcase of the past. So this comic, I kind of, I, I like his comedy, but I, I kind of 
was on the fence about including the clip because it sounds like it was recorded from a 1940s airplane black box or he put his phone in a suitcase and dropped it in the bottom of a barrel of water but he probably responded fastest when I put the call out so I'm gonna put it on he's a funny guy I'm gonna put it on the end because if you're one of those podcast people that can't stand bad sound quality you could just shut it off go see him live follow him on Instagram it's at TNT Dion one that's D-I-O-N the number one Trevor Dion give him a follow so here it is here's his set and then I'll be back to wrap it up at the end but for now let's welcome Trevor Dion I'm not going to be the best looking person on here. 
But I am a very personal person. so much to all the comics who performed the Dirty Dozen. Well, there, there was a dozen of them. Andy O'Feish, Ken M. Quigley, Valley D, Alan Richardson, Jeff McKinnon, Brett Johnson, Will Martin, Big D, Demetrius Hollum, Julie Mizrahi, Sad Man, that's Alan Richardson and Matt Minigel, me, Matt Kona, and Trevor Dion. I hope you'll keep checking back in ProvBoston.com. Hopefully there will be details soon about when they are reopening. Come see the Nikki Comedy Showcase live the first Thursday of every month. Bring a friend, but don't tell them what it is. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time.